if you're unhappy, you have a choice. You get to make a change. And I believe happiness is a choice yeah. always. Yeah. And it's not saying that life is easy, but it's again, it's you can ask yourself better questions and you want to continue to sit and mope and why is this happening to me? Or you can ask yourself a better question, say, what can I learn from this? Mm. And how can I make a choice today to get up, go for a walk, get on a connection call, reach out to somebody, you know, whatever the goals are, are you taking ownership of that? Welcome to the Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, international intuition coach and spiritual activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? Because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you. These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited because we are going to start a three-day series on all things supporting you in your spiritual business. If you haven't noticed, we're back to the Riley June Show intro. We're going to play around with this for a bit because I just might be settling back in with the Riley June Show. So nonetheless, I digress. We're going to move on into some incredible content today. So today, first up, we have Matthew Allen. He is the content king. This is going to be one of those things that you're really going to want to spend some time thinking about. Get into his world, binge watch all of his stuff. It is so incredibly helpful. He has an insane program coming up that is going to radically change the way that you sell and think about selling online. Honestly, one of the easiest things that you can do for your business is create content and it doesn't have to be super flashy either but it has to be very clear and direct um, for your clients and your potential clients and your audience to to understand you and what you do. So I'm going to just be quiet and turn this interview over to Matthew and I and honestly not only like he even talks very little about content, but what I want you to understand from this story is that your intuition is going to guide you into exactly where you need to be. God is going to come through and guide you into exactly where you be, where you need to be. And even though in this episode, Matthew doesn't have a, a conviction within God, you can see where he is working so evidently in his life, but his intuition, that voice, that spirit within him he follows it to no avail and it leads him across the country. It leads him into the most 
coolest of experiences, quitting his corporate job, following a passion, changing his careers, and ending up being now what he coins the content king on Instagram. And he seriously is. So listen to this story. Know that no matter where you're at in your journey, you're always going to get led to exactly where you need to be. And you have to be willing to take the risk. And I think what Matthew really outlines here in this story today is that he definitely risked it all. He took that leap of faith and he went with it and it led him into such a beautiful, beautiful space. So I hope this episode leaves you inspired, ready to take action. And if you're an entrepreneur, definitely go and get into his world because you're going to want to learn what he has to offer this year. All right, here we go. I'm so excited to have Matthew Allen with us today. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to bring this new format to you and just have a beautiful conversation about life and the journey of life and how we come to our purposes. I love it. It's one of my favorite conversations. So thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored and pumped. Yay. So Matt, I'd love for you to just tell everybody like who you are, and then we're going to get into all the questions and the big things and pull, pull all the good stuff out of you. Yeah, so I'm a leadership, business, and marketing coach for entrepreneurs, uh, specifically online coaches, uh, really helping them step into their power. Uh, a lot of that comes from their story. You know, a lot of times uh, what we coach is the thing we went through. So our story is super important and really stepping into that, stepping into your truth and how to say it effectively online and then creating offers from there and all that good stuff. I love it. So we had the opportunity to connect not too long ago. And you told me about this really incredible story of just having this, this urge to kind of drop everything in your life that you thought knew to be true and go on this adventure. So I'd love for you to get into that and just, you know, where were you, um, let's say pre pandemic and what, what changed, what guidance, what calling did you have? that came up for you that led you on this incredible journey to now? Yeah, well, I'll go back even before the pandemic and really where a lot of this started for me is, you know, even in reflection, something I'm starting to talk about a little bit more, but I see this, uh, how I've always kind of been self-led, but I never trusted myself. It was always like it, it had to get to kind of a breaking point for me to be like, okay, now I need to make a, a change in decision. Uh, and now as the point I'm at now and all this reflection, I'm like, my podcast is powerful online leadership. My program is powerful leader mastery. So it's all about stepping into your power as a leader and, you know, really seeing that in my life of how like, wow, it's always been there, but I never trusted it. And so if we go back to freshman year of college, I've been working out since I was 14, playing sports my whole life. I get into college, 18 years old. And not loving the major I'm in, you know, just like pick your future and I hope you're right. You know, that whole thing and not loving, I, I'm in, I was in business and I didn't love it. So I'm finding solace in the gym. And I remember putting dumbbells down one day and looking at the mirror and looking at myself and being like, it'd be really cool to be a personal trainer, but that's not a real career path. You know, <laughs> I got to do what my parents want me to do. And I ended up transferring and switching to engineering, um, became a civil engineer. Mm -hmm. And so I graduated 2012, now around 2015, I'm 25 years old and I'm having a quarter life crisis. And I'm like spending some of my days, like the big goal for me at that time was like, how can I make money faster so I can retire sooner so I could do, I don't know, something awesome. Yeah. And 
so a lot of my days were spent, you know, like I was like trying to, I was reading stock books. Like I'd spend four hours working and then the other four hours I'd be like reading on my Kindle on, about like stocks and how to invest better. And uh, I thought about developing an app and all this stuff. And I'm like, it got to a point where one day I was like, you know, I'm dating this girl that I love two and a half years. We're going to move in together. We're going to, you know, get married, move to the suburbs, have kids. All of a sudden I'm going to be 65 and it's going to be like, what the hell happened to my life? I didn't do anything. Just sat behind this desk all day. So yeah, I was riding my bike to work, uh, you know, just three miles a day. And I was enjoying that. And three became 20, became 30, 40, 50. One day I rode a hundred miles to my parents' house uh, in Connecticut, back to New York city in one day, hundred miles. I was like, now what? I think I'm going to ride my bike across America. Mm-hmm. And the big thing here is that this was this first moment where, right, getting to this breaking point. And I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And I'm like, I think this could be it. And the thing in reflection is that I wasn't really doing it to solve a problem or to fix my life or to like, oh, biking is going to be the thing I can do and, <laughs> and lean into. It was really just, I loved it. I enjoyed it. So I'm like, I... I came into a little bit of money. So I'm like, I can take the summer off and ride my bike cross country. Like I have the means to do it. Uh, so why don't I do it before I move in with my girlfriend, we get married, like all, you know, that whole thing. And so in 2016, I rode my bike across America from Coney Island, New York, East coast, all the way to seaside, Oregon on the West coast. And that was the best 90 days of my life. I loved every single day. Even the hard days was better than sitting behind a desk. And I loved it so much. And then I got to the end, dipped my front wheel in the Pacific Ocean. My family was there to celebrate. It was a beautiful moment. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go back to New York and be a civil engineer and not love every day of my life. Like, you know, work for the weekends, hating five. I didn't hate it, but not liking five out of seven days of the week and kind of made this declaration. I'm like, I just saw 90 days. That was every day was amazing. I loved life there is a way to live life where you can love every single day. So I kind of made a declaration, you know, uh, on the West coast. I was like, I'm on the pursuit of daily happiness and I'm not sure what that looks like, but I'm going to do things to find it. And so the big message and what I started doing, and we could talk to the rest of the story, but um, was starting to pursue, like what is lighting me up? What piques my curiosity and having patience with it? Because I didn't, I didn't think biking was going to be a thing. I didn't know that this, big revelation was going to come. I just did it because I enjoyed it. But it was the big pinnacle and transformation for my entire life to get me where where I am today. Uh, And again, there's a lot of bits and pieces. Uh, That was 2016. A lot of stuff in between our last six years that have happened. But it's been this constant pursuit of like, what do I love? Let's just dip the toe in a little bit. And then once the toe is in, let's dip the whole leg in and let's start like pushing it a little bit. And, And guess what? If it's not the thing, that's also okay. Now I know that I don't like this thing. Let me dip my toe in the next thing that's piquing my curiosity. So this story is so fascinating on so many levels. And I have so many questions that we're going to get into. And first of all, it's so beautiful because one of the things that is so powerful about your story is that there was a part of you that just couldn't deny that you needed to do things differently. Mm -hmm. And literally so you did. Where in many cases, whether it be business building, entrepreneurial life, being a parent, just going through the, the... rings of building a career and, and whatever means or health, health journeys, all of it, right? There yeah. comes this point of hesitation where it's like, what if I fuck up, things go wrong, it doesn't work out. I, in your case, fall off my bike, get really hurt, right? So there's like these, all these what ifs, but from the sounds of it, 
you literally just leaned in and you took that that step and it became this incredible journey that also gave you this motivation to continue to pursue it moving on. And, and I'd love for you to just kind of go off on a little bit more of your story of like how that mindset has helped you to try other avenues now this six years later. Yeah, I mean, what you said like, what if? People always get stuck in the what if. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's go down that road. What if? What happens? Most of the time, you're right back where you were. No <laughs> harm, no foul. But that's actually not true. You're going to learn something about yourself, about the situation. So yeah, if I went across the country and maybe the first week I fell, got injured and couldn't do it, there'd be a lesson there. And I'm sure I would have loved the first week. You know, there's always something to learn. And yeah, most people are afraid of judgment. But for me, what I've realized is that it is far scarier for me. The old cliche, right? People on their deathbed don't regret the things they did do. They regret things they didn't do. And for me, it, it it scares me so much. I would rather look stupid and fail and everyone make fun of me. I'd rather that happen than be 65, whatever, 80 years old. I'm going to live to like 130. So I'd rather be 100, <laughs> yeah. 130 year olds and being like, look at all the stuff that I did. Not sitting there going, I wish I rode my bike cross country. I wish I quit engineering and became a personal trainer. I wish I tried photography. Like these are all the things that I've done. And, you know, there's this little story I'll tell you too, which it just kind of popped in my head. So I, I'm feeling called to share it. Um, but it's, it's these little moments too. Uh, I was in Boston it was when I was still living in New York city. My brother was dating a girl in Boston. We went up to visit them. It was the winter time. I think it was around Christmas. Nobody was around. Um, but there was this one bar that everybody was at and there was a live band there and I play guitar, see guitar behind me here. Um, not good. I'm not a good singer. Like really, you know, it's just a fun hobby for me, but, um, this band's up there. I'm drinking beers. They go on their like little intermission break. And I'm like, I got to go up there and play a song. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've never done this before in my life, never publicly performed. Um, and I'm like, but I have to do it. And, you know, a few, few beers in, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like starting to shake. And I'm like, ah, no, like, you don't need to do it. Like, who cares? It's stupid. I'm like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, you should have at least asked. You should have at least asked the band if you could like play a song. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I walked to the guy. He's in the back, you know, having a drink, eating a burger. And I'm like, hey, dude, can I uh, can I go up there and like play a song? And he's like, yeah, what song? And I'm like, The General by Dispatch. It's a song. They're from Boston. So I'm like, they're, uh, it's a song that I can play in my sleep. So I'm like, I, I can handle this. And he's like, all right, what key is it in? And I'm like, oh, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> and uh, And I'm like, just let me play it for you. And I'll show you that I can play. So I like, play a few notes. He's like, okay, do it. I get up there. I, I've never done this right. So I start playing the intro on the guitar and I start singing and I've again, never done this. So like, I didn't, I was unaware of having my mouth up to the mic. He like came up to me. He's like, you got to put your face in the mic. People can't hear you. And I, my brother actually jumps in and joins me on the other mic and I forget the words. I fumble on the guitar. I look at him. We like pick it back up. People start booing. I'm like, oh dear God, this is a disaster. I'm like, my voice is shaking. I'm freaking out. Um, and then anyway, just like two thirds to the song, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I put, put the guitar down and I go join my friends. And I'm like, that was fucking terrifying. <laughs> but like, I had to do it. And, and you know what happened? People booed, people judged me. You suck at singing, terrible guitar, like whatever. Didn't matter. I'll never ever see these people again. But now I'm like, fired up it was so cool it's a great story and i don't have to wake up tomorrow being like i should have just done it 
So this is like the, the, that's like a mini little moment in my life of like, just do the thing. And there's also big moments. So like, yeah, I ended up in 2018. Um, so I actually found CrossFit, uh, in 2017 after the bike trip started doing CrossFit. Uh, that gym was like, Hey, if anybody wants to get their certification, we will mentor you to become a coach. And I'm like, Oh my God, remember that dream nine years ago at the gym in college when I was like, it'd be cool to be a personal trainer. I'm like, maybe this is the thing. So I get my certification. I am a part-time personal trainer while being an engineer for, you know, all the way up until late 2018 when I finally decided, screw this, I'm quitting engineering. I'm moving to Colorado uh, to become a personal trainer. And, you know, there, yeah, there were scary moments. My, my dad was the last person I told, and I was so afraid to tell him. And he probably already knew. I'm sure my mom already told him. But like I had to tell him and it's like a few days before I was moving to Colorado and we went out to dinner, just me and him. And I was so afraid. And I was just like, dad, I, I know what it takes to be a good engineer and I don't want to do those things, but I know what it takes to be a good personal trainer and I'll do whatever it takes. So when I moved to Colorado, I'm not going to be an engineer, which was the plan. I was going to do that for at least a year to save money and whatever. It's like, I'm not going to be an engineer. I'm going to be a personal trainer. And I looked up at him and he looked at me. He's like, I know. And you're going to do great. And it's all this story and this fear that I put in my head. And I'm so grateful to have supportive parents, but, um, you know, like another roadblock, people are afraid of what their parents are going to say, what, you know, friends from high school, college are going to say, it's like, who cares if you're not happy and you know, you're meant for more then you need to just go do it. And so that's what I did. And so moving to Colorado, being a personal trainer within four or five months, I was like, I don't like this. Like I thought I would, I love fitness, but not doing this full time. I was falling in love with photography which was a side hustle of mine. And then I combined photography with CrossFit. And I was, be- I had a mission. I'm going to become the Colorado CrossFit photographer. And it was working. And I was doing that. And if you had a cross competition, you knew about Matthew Allen. And it, and it was working. And then, of course, the pandemic happened. And so I lost personal training clients. The gym shut down. I lost all my events that were planned, photography events for the year. And so I just reflected. I'm like, okay, now what? Like, I have... I have always wanted to like do more as a personal trainer, just giving someone a program or counting their reps, fixing their form wasn't enough. I wanted to support them more photography, just taking photos of people wasn't enough. I wanted to tell people story. I wanted to inspire people. I wanted to help people do more with their life. And so now the pandemic happens. I'm like, I think I could do this now. Like what's helped me online programs, online courses. It's accelerated my business, accelerated my life tenfold right it's always the best investment and so i'm like let me do my own i'm gonna create my own and called it the brand framework it was absolutely god awful but we got the bad one out of the way and i took more courses and improved my skill at becoming an online coach and yeah now i do what i do today which is like you know now it's business it's leadership coaching it's marketing it's partly life coaching it's all the things that we end up doing as a as an online coach but yeah that's kind of like the, the journey up till now <laughs> Man, what a fascinating story. And I really want to commend you for sharing the story of failure because it's very often where we can have good ideas or something will show up. And it's like, we get so either crippled in it because the outcome of your story with the guitar experience might happen. And it's like, well, I don't want to be in that. But then there's also the times where we're like, hey, this is a really good idea. I'm going to try it anyways. And it still doesn't work out. But it builds on that sense of bravery that we have. And it ends up being a catalyst for other hard things, whether it's hiring someone, firing someone, going in a different direction like you so obviously did, where it was like, 
these circle moments coming back. It's like, oh, I wanted to be a personal trainer. Now I get to be a personal trainer. I get to be a personal trainer and it's getting really big. And the pandemic happens. Okay, now I got to pivot. Ooh, I got to go more into self-reflection. So I think that you said this earlier, where it was like, even if something doesn't work out, you learn so much more about yourself. And so you're not at square one. You're actually taking that value and applying it to something new. And I find that, especially going into 2023, we're so sick and tired of this. I got to do it the right way. I got to do it in these 10 steps. I always need, you know, something specific in my life. It's like, what about just doing it? What about just trying? What about just getting messy? And like, that seems to be a theme that comes up, but more so with like quality, people want to be supported. People like you and I in this world and and other coaches that exist, like we get to help hold people accountable and we get to bring more of themselves to life so that they can mitigate some of those messier parts or, or not have them happen, but also to go through the messy parts with that bravery um, as well as an instinct within them. And I'd love for you to just riff on that, what your thoughts are, because I find that coming into this new year, you know, everybody is pulled in so many different directions from so much information, from so many political ideologies, from so much of whatever, right? And it's like, how do we actually center in, right? Back in 2016, we didn't have as much propaganda. I mean, we did, but it wasn't so obvious. And now it seems like anytime somebody wants to try something new, it they just it's like, okay, well, now I gotta pick a side or I gotta be black or white or I gotta do this or I need that. It's like, ah, and then they don't do it. So I'd love mm. for you to just riff on that and, and what comes up for you. Yeah, so many things were coming up and then new things were coming up as you <laughs> kept talking. Uh the last thing that's in my head is that as far as like, yeah, doing things and failing, uh, there's a lot of power to like um there's a book which I haven't even read, but it's like Steal Like an Artist. I think I have an idea what it's talking about. But this is what I did in my photography career when I or when I started as a hobby, street photography in New York City. I would follow other street photographers on Instagram and I would try and replicate their same photos because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm like, let me see if I can do this. And as I did that, I was like, oh, he must have been standing over here probably had a, 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 you know, a telephoto lens. Maybe he was uh, using a reflection, um, maybe like got really low. And it taught me a lot of photography to get me to the point where then I started to develop my own style. Yeah. Right. So I, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually on a run. I'm like, how do, how do we start like as, as new entrepreneurs, new coaches, when we're trying something new, how do we have these thought leading innovative thoughts? Uh, well, it comes from first, like, yeah, see what other people are doing. Try it on, see how it fits. Try different things. And, and cuz like the photography example, there's, you know, there's certain people who will take just photos of people, right? And their reactions, the people on the street. Um there's other people who just like do the landmarks, right? Um maybe it's really close up, maybe it's further away, like there's all different styles. And so I tried all these styles and started to find what I liked. Um and so kind of the same idea, it's like you, you know, you can hire a coach, they'll have their methodology you try it on, you go do all the things and then start to pick what works, what works for you, what doesn't work. Then you have a new coach or maybe take a new program and, and you learn something from there. And all of a sudden you start pulling all these different things and then you start to develop your own style for things. And the more you coach people or the more you do the work that you do, you start to gain mastery in it. Have that reflection of what is working. And again, I think we like, I teach a lot of people with the content. They want to do things how I do it or they want to copy other people. Um, which again, I, there's a benefit to, but then there's this other side where like meditating, sitting in silence, uh, it doesn't have to be just meditating, sitting in silence could be 
Um, you know, like I like to go for runs, no headphones unplugged. Like for me, that's silence. And that's where I get some of my best ideas. And it's put pulling away from some of this other stuff. Like, Hey, you can get inspiration from here. Um, but then pulling away and then trusting your gut and guidance and learning to listen to that. Um, and then going and trying it and being like, this is like scary. I don't know, but like, let's just put it out there. And so on this tangent of like, you know, again, I teach people content. I'm like, as far as content goes, like you got to put it out. And this is kind of the, the theme that we're talking about, right? Like put more content out. The more you talk about your story, your offer, your things, the more you have introspection on like, am I saying this how I want to say it? Is this the right way I want to do this? But if you just sit there in your journal and you think about things internally and never put it out in the world, there's not as much reflection because you're not worried about people judging it. You're like, yeah, this sounds pretty good. Like, okay, whatever. You you put stuff out there and now you're like, oh shit, all these other online coaches are seeing it. My potential clients are seeing this. Like, did I say that right? And you're like, I could probably say it better. Okay, bam, let's put another piece out. Let's say it better. And then you keep doing that. And, and I think that's where I know for me, reflection and becoming fully myself it's been an exploration like online, putting myself out there, getting on stories, making video content, not all these voiceover reels, but like speaking to the camera and and speak and learning to speak better and more clearly and all of these things. And it's why I can tell my story the way I do on this podcast, because I've told it a, a bunch of times. And so anyway, on that big rant, uh, it's just the theme of like, go out and do it and try it. And, and it's like, really trust yourself. If you have these you know, those shower thoughts, like, this is a really good idea. Yep. Uh, I think, I think it's Mel Robbins who has this like, like five second rule. Yep. You have a shower thought. You're like, this is genius. Totally innovative. Five minutes later, you're like, that's ah, stupid. Like no one else is doing this. Like, I, like no one's going to get it. Right. You start doubting yourself. It's like, trust that immediate thought, go try it. You're probably right. Um, and just put it out there uh don't let that thought escape you and and like these are things i've done where you know i have this whole new way of niching down that you know people talk about this old way of niching down i'm like i have this whole way of niching down and you know how i figured it out one from niching down the old way and doing it wrong and feeling stuck <laughs> in it and then teaching that to people and them feeling stuck in it i'm like why do they feel stuck in it there's got to be a better way then i have this reflection i'm like i think i figured out the better way and i sit here and i take out my remarkable little notepad and I create this little like, you know, thing. And I'm like, okay, here's the way people should niche down. All right, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to make a post about it. And if you go back to my content in this uh, Zone of Genius framework I've created, the first one is terrible. I didn't have it right. I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. The more, but then I made more content about it. I started teaching it. Now I have my own framework. And so, yeah, it took me what? I don't know, three, four years to come up with this thing. But it's through that whole journey of, learning from other people, coaching other people, then trying it and then uh, trusting that instinct. Oh my goodness. There's so many things just pouring through me right now that like, we're going to just take a minute to pull apart here. So first of all, I want to acknowledge even what you're saying, where it's like, you put out one piece of content and you're like, oh, did I do it right? Did I say this right? Like we kind of like, even just relating this to life, we do this ourselves. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I approached this person or I had this conversation or I gave this advice or I did the same, but I don't know if it was right. So like, I'm going to pull back and maybe you reflect, maybe you revise it. You put it back out again. I literally did this the other day with a piece of content about Santa. And my husband's like, you know, like you're trying to be a representation for like Christ. And this is the Christmas spirit. And you might be like stamping on people's magic. And I was like, yeah, but like, there's literally no better time to talk about this 
and <laughs> in represent representation of Christ, like Santa is Krampus. Like if you actually go to the root of everything that we're anything you talk about, anything you believe about, anything you take action on, it's like, what's the root of that source, right? So it's like, so I was like, no, I think this is better, but I probably could say it nicer. So I redid it and I was like, okay, yeah. this is better. I'll I'll let that one go. Uh, but, but it is trial and error, like life, entrepreneurship, building, like entrepreneurship in of itself, like it's so glamorized, but then it's literally like producing content. You, you try and then you revise and then you reflect and then you try again. And it's like, nobody actually has like the specific map and format. Like, yes, there are certain ways to make a lot of money and to compound that and to be very successful. And then what you do when you grow. But like when it comes to like what you're meant to do, your purpose in it, that's really trial and error. And I'd love to know from you because in a lot of this, this work that we do is ourselves, is our foundation, is our connection. And I'd love to know from you, what is your journey or what is your story surrounding your, the foundation of your connection, your faith, your belief, like how you get through those brave moments? Is it very much just self-led, like talking yourself up? Do, is it the universe? Do you call on God? Like, where are you at when you are stuck and you're like, I need an outside counsel. What do I do? Is it your dad? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, it. It it's a bit of both. I mean, it's really just trusting myself, but also like, yeah, picking up the signs from the universe. You can call it God or whatever you want, um, but it it is in an effort to support you. And ultimately two things happen when you make a decision, you either get what you want or you get the lesson you needed. That's it. And that's the beauty. The only failure is not doing it because then you're not learning anything, but go out, do the thing. You either get it, which is awesome. You know, we launched a product and everyone signs up. We sell out. Oh my God, we made all the money. That's great. Or we don't, and we only get two signups or whatever. Now there's a lesson to be learned. You know, maybe who do you have to become? You're not, giving your goals what they require of you. You know, you didn't build up leads enough. You thought, oh, I could, I'm the best coach. I'm just going to put stuff out there and people will come. It's like, nope, you didn't do the lead generation. There's always, anyway, I'm like, that's an example, but there's always something to learn. So, you know, I know that I can't just sit here and pray or meditate or envision this perfect world and do nothing and wait for it to happen. No, we have to go and take the steps Right. And then the more you go out and do that stuff, the more you're going to be presented with the exact thing you need. Right. If you ask for more patience, do you just become more patient? No, you get stuck in traffic. There's long lines at the grocery store. You spill your coffee on your shirt and have to go back home and change. You have to learn to become a patient person. So you get offered those things through living your life. And are you paying attention to those things? Are you asking bad questions like, why me? Why is this happening to me? How come I can't just get my business off the ground? Why is it so easy for other people, right? Those are bad questions. Instead of what am I learning from this? What is this teaching me? How can I do better next time, right? Those are better questions. And the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. So you start asking better questions and noticing the things around you. And like, I'm a big fan of the coincidences and, you know, letting it guide you and show you that you're in the right place. Um, and to notice those and say like, okay, what is this telling me? And it's even just, you don't have to have the answer, but it's just the fact of noticing these things. And the more you notice them, the more you can start to make sense of things and and know that like you're being supported and guided. I love that. It, it's so fascinating because the way that you talk, it's like you talk to God. 
because it's very much the the reference of his relationship and just course correct because this is literally what I do and what this podcast is about the universe and God are two completely different things so it's it's just what it is but (laughs) um but the way that you you trust you have that bravery you have that faith you lean into the things where it's like hey I keep getting shown this way. And and your example of patience is so perfect. It is like the thing that I often say, it's like, you're not just going to get handed on a silver platter, the lottery, because you sat on a couch and said, give me the lottery. I need to pay my bills. You're going to get shown the financial hardships in your example. You're going to get shown the red lights, the spilt coffee, and, and you have to learn these things. It is about our evolution. And the more that you lean into your journey and you trust in that, you get shown more ways to help because there's that bravery, because there's that faith. Um, Within that, it's like you have this beautiful faith about trusting in life and trusting in the journey. And I love for you to just share a piece of advice. And I know you have in many ways, but just to really wrap that up in, in this experience is what is that piece of advice you'd offer someone about truly trusting in the the journey of life? Because it's different for every single person. We all have a beautiful designated purpose, a thing that we're meant to do. And you have to go through spilling the coffee, hitting the red lights, going on the bike trip, right? You got to go through it to figure out what you want, trialing other people's ways of doing things. Um, What is that advice that you would offer to someone? Yeah, again, I mean, it's always like if I were to, tell my, you know, younger self, yeah, it would be to trust yourself to stop looking at, you know, I was always like middle of the road, whatever, what is everyone else wearing? How are we wearing our hats now? You know, like just middle of the road and kind of blending in and never really trusting myself. Uh, I, you know, I, I mentioned there's these few self-led moments that I would have, but only until the breaking point. And they would be very one-off, not like living every day like that, living every day to truly trust yourself. Um, and, and it, and it it can be hard, but you know, what I like to think about is again, just that moment, am I going to end this life? Like what we do know is that we're here right now and we get one life. And if that's as much as we know, and we get this one life, how do you want to live it? Do you want to continue living it in fear? I actually had this conversation with a client of mine who was talking about, you know, this person in corporate didn't want to quit corporate because of the judgment from their parents. And I'm like, well, you can challenge them because like, just asking better questions and, and kind of where we got to, I'm like, their parents are going to be dead at some point. And when they're no longer here, you're going to be what, 40, 50 years old, still in that corporate job that you've hated. And you're like, wow, my parents aren't here to judge me anymore. And I spent my whole life worried about their judgment. Now I'm 50. I just wasted those 30 years in this corporate job that I hate because of someone else's judgment of what is right for me. It's like, is that really how we want to live life? And so whoever's judgment that is, whoever you're worried about, just another call yesterday, this guy, he's so afraid in, in front of the camera. I'm like, we're not afraid of a camera. It's a phone. It's an inanimate object. You're afraid of the judgment from someone, maybe it's your parents, friends, who, who is it, you know, and uh, it, it you got to work through that judgment. And, and the way you do it is, I mean, what, just do it. Yeah. You will yeah. find that you won't be judged like you thought you are. Um mostly what people are is dealing with their own insecurities, right? If someone sees me riding my bike cross country, like I've never had people coming at me with like, hate, like you ride a bike cross country. Like, how do you, you're so stupid. Like, no, no one does it. I can't believe you'd quit engineering and, and pursue your dreams. Like no one says this stuff to me, but we, and you know, again, I have supportive parents, which has been such a blessing. Cause I know it's hard for people to, um, 
to go do something and their parents might hate them for it and might not want to talk to them. Like I get that. But ultimately if you're unhappy, you have a choice, you get to make a change. And I believe happiness is a choice always. And it's not saying that life is easy, but it's, again, it's, you can ask yourself better questions and you want to continue to sit and mope. And why is this happening to me? Or you can ask yourself a better question, say, what can I learn from this? Mm. And how can I make a choice today? Get up, go for a walk, get on a connection call, reach out to somebody, you know, whatever the goals are, are you taking ownership of that? And a lot of times we like to live conditionally or when this happens, then I will do this. When this happens, then I'll be this person. You need to be that person now. And when you become that person, you embody that person, you have the thoughts that that person has, then you start doing the things and then you can have all the things you want. Yeah. But you got to become that person now. So anyway, another long, long rant and tangent, but um, it truly is like, yeah, we have, we have this one life. And do you want to be sitting there at the end of the road being like, oh, I should have biked cross country. I should have quit engineering. I should have tried photography out. I, I, sh- I should have ran that online business. You know, I should have asked this girl on a date, whatever it is, right? I should have asked to go play the general in that Boston bar and embarrass myself, right? Because I'm, I'm alive and I'm here and it's all good. And, and you kind of briefly said this before, the more you do this, the easier it gets. Yeah. All, all those like things that were hard three years ago are easy now. Yeah. It's all just a practice of building up this um, resilience to like this, this fear of failure. Like again, the only fear of failure is not doing it. Yeah. And the more you do hard things, the easier every, everything else becomes. And it's like same reason I ran a 40 mile trail run this September. Why? Because like I wanted to push myself because yeah. I do hard things. It's what I do. I get in you know, cold baths. I take cold showers. I do hard things. It's just who I am. So that when the other hard thing comes up, Maybe it's a conversation with a partner. Maybe it's talking about my new offer. Maybe it's raising my prices, whatever that thing is. It's now that much easier and I can work through it. And I can let things go much quicker. It's all a practice. Yeah. And you just need to get the reps in. <laughs> I love that. That's like so perfect with everything that you've shared. Just, it's a practice and you got to get the reps in. Yeah. That. Um, something that you said the number one thing that people say at the end of their life is that they regret not doing things and nobody wants to be put in that position. So really my point is just to reinforce exactly what you're saying is that you're, you're going to come to an end, like the wage of this world is our life. And so at the end of your day, it's, what do you want to be left with? Do you want to be sitting there upset about all the things you didn't do? And I actually came to really realize this in person when my aunt passed away. She passed away in 2015 and she is what got me on the trajectory of even getting to where I am today because I was like, there has to be more to life. It can't just be, I'm going to a nine to five. Like she was someone, she worked for the government. So she had a nine to five, but she took all of her vacation time and more. She did not give a shit if people were going to judge her. She traveled the entire world. She bought what she wanted. She racked up debt. She paid it off. She literally did not care because she knew one day she would pass and she ended up having cancer and it took her. But the one thing that she said at the end of her life was that she didn't regret her life. Mm. And not a lot of people can say that because they're the judgment piece that you honed in on so strongly. And so my Not to mention real quick too, that like to your aunt's point, she got cancer. Like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Exactly. Three years from now, you're trying to build this savings and so you can buy the house, retire, whatever. It's like, that's not guaranteed. Who said you would get tomorrow? Who said you would get next year? Right? 
So what are you waiting for? And and two, I'll, I'll just add to that and, and you can ask your question, but it's also like, you know, you have entrepreneurs listening. Don't get so busy building the dream life that you're not living it. Yeah. Yep. You're not going to write your aunt's not going to regret. Oh, I should have sent that extra email. You know, I should have built my email list. Could have, could have, you know, put out another free opt-in. Uh, if that's taking you time away from your family and friends and pursuing fun things, you know, challenging yourself physically, mentally, like outside of your business, doing that stuff, learning guitar, like all those things, um, then that's, that's not okay. You're going to be regretting that, you know? So we can always do more as an entrepreneur. There's always something to do. Start a podcast, right? Grow the email list, get on TikTok. There's always something. So let's make sure we're not overloading ourselves and we're still enjoying the life that we have now. Yeah. And even just to expand on that point, it's like, this is literally why you hire a coach. This is why I do. I'm sure this is why you do it. There is a rat race out there. It's okay. got to get on YouTube. Got to get on reels. Got to get on TikTok. Got to get it. Got to build that. Got to build that. Got to offer this. It's like, just breathe for a minute. Like what actually brings you joy? And it was something that when I started my business, I would always hear this, like, do what makes, like, do the things that make you happy. Offer the things that you really love doing because you're going to get burnt out eventually. As it comes with the territory, you're going to have to redirect at some point, yeah. whether it's take down your offers, raise your prices, do it something different, whatever it is, right? But there will always be something. And so when you have that, that point where it's always based on, like, your focus and you're going to get overwhelmed. It's literally, I crashed my business a couple months before I had my son. Like I just like stopped everything. I was like, I, I got to take a break. I need to take a break. I can't even focus anymore. I don't know if I'm going to start LinkedIn. I don't know if I'm going to start a YouTube channel now. Like I like, should I keep going on Instagram? I started a new account. I was like, I am fucking all over the place. I need to reel this back a bit. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. having then support, I reached out, I got the support that I needed. And it was like night and day of an experience and clarity. And it wasn't even necessarily something to take action on immediately. It was homework for me to just continue to plan. So when I'm taking that action, it's a clear focus direction. And now I'm not comparing myself over here and I'm not looking over here and I'm not trying to spread myself too thin. It's like, okay, one step at a time. So all right, Matt, I'd love for you to share with everyone what you have going on, how they can be a part of your world. You've given some really incredible stories and advice today. And for those of you who are listening, I highly recommend that you even re-listen to this with a pen and a paper because for all my entrepreneurs here, no matter what your industry is, bravery is your key every single time. So Matt, let them know where they can be a part of your world and what you have going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, come to my Instagram. Pretty much everything's there, you know, link in the bio, whatnot. Uh, it's Matthew.Allen, Allen's with a Y. Um, but I have a podcast, Powerful Online Leadership. Um, and this is what it's all about. Like I talk a lot about content on my Instagram with my content, um, but it's different, right? It is leaning into your power, trusting yourself um, and doing things that that sets you apart from everyone else and not doing things the same and doing things that feel good for you. So, you know, a lot having a lot of those conversations, but yeah, definitely just come to Instagram, DM me. I got masterclasses. I got programs. You work with me one-on-one. Like there's so much to do. So if any of this feels in alignment, you know, just come have a conversation and I'm not pushy or threatening or anything. Uh, happy to have, you know, a very easy going conversation. Um, and yeah, check out the podcast. Love it. All right. So I'm going to make sure that we have everything in the show notes so they can come and check you out. And thank you so much for being here with me today. I always love hearing your stories and your journey. It's so awe-inspiring and just truly a testament to how when we follow our intuition, when we trust our gut, when we take that action, that 
it's going to lead us into experiences that truly are a test of time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Riley, thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.